Hi, and welcome back to the VJ Oncology podcast. Today, we'll be going over a few of the clinical trials presented at the ASCOGU Symposium 2022, including the investigation of treatment options for patients with advanced or metastatic urothelial carcinoma, who are ineligible for or have progressed on first-line platinum-based chemotherapy, as well as the exploration of maintenance therapy in biomarker-defined subgroups of patients. First, we hear from Johan Laureate from Gustav Rossi and the University of Paris-Saclay. He provides an overview of the results of the LEAP011 trial. So the uh, LEAP11 trial uh, is a phase three trial to evaluate um, the use of first-line pembrolizumab combined with lavatinib in patients with advanced urocerial carcinoma who uh, are ineligible to receive cisplatin-based chemotherapy or any uh, platinum-based uh, chemotherapy. Um, the rationale um, came from uh, the fact that pembrolizumab is an approved first-line therapy for cisplatin-ineligible patients who uh, have previously uh, treated uh, advanced urocerial carcinoma, and levatinib uh, is an uh, androgenic inhibitor, and uh, he has shown anti-tumor activity in several advanced solid tumors. And, and finally, we had a result from uh, a phase 1b two uh, studies, the Keynote 146 study, that showed that this combination had promising preeminent activity and manageable uh, safety in this patient. So um, the, the trial on all uh, patients um, uh, and around uh, 500 patients, but uh, we had the data monitoring committee that um, uh, regularly reviews the safety data uh, every three months. And uh, the DMC uh, determined the, the benefit to risk ratio of the combinations. And based on the data, the DMC made the recommendation to stop enrollment. And so finally, 487 uh, patients were uh, randomized in the trial. There was no difference in terms of uh, PFS between the two groups. So pembrolizumab plus lavatinib versus pembrolizumab plus placebo. There was no difference um, in terms of overall survival, uh, a small difference in terms of overall response rates, 33.1% in the pembrolizumab plus lavatinib arm versus 28.9% in the pembrolizumab plus placebo arm. And regarding the, uh, the safety, I have to say that the safety was generally consistent with the no profile of pembrolizumab plus lavatinib and no new safety signal were uh, detected. But again, the benefits to risk ratio for pembrolizumab plus lavatinib was not considered positive. So the study stopped enrollment based of the recommendation of the DMC. Next up, Petrus Grievas from the University of Washington and Fred Hutchinson Cancer Research Center talks on the Trophy U01 trial exploring sasituzumab govitecan in patients with metastatic urothelial carcinoma who have progressed on platinum-based chemotherapy. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be at ASCO GU 2022. I was very excited to present on behalf of the co-investigators and co-authors the results of the cohort three of the phase two Trophy U01 trial. This is a combination of sasituzumab govitecan, SG, an antibody drug conjugate against TROP2 linked with SN38 and metabolotifernotican, combined with anti-PD1 pembrolizumab in patients with platinum refractory advanced urothelial cancer, immunotherapy naive in the second line setting. 
This combination showed an objective response rate of 34% in a very difficult to treat population. These are patients with platinum refractory disease and many of them had early progression of platinum. The median time between the last platinum chemotherapy regimen dose and trial screening was 1.6 months only. So very early platinum progression, so difficult to treat population. Despite that, the objective response rate 34%, one CR, 13 PRs, and additional 11 patients with stable disease as best response. We have a 61% clinical benefit rate and 63% of patients had reduction in the tumor burden in the scans. So significant, I would say, improvement there radiologically. In toxicity profile, uh, we show that the combination is feasible, is manageable. The most common treatment related adverse events included diarrhea, uh, most of them was grade one, grade two, but we had about 20% uh, uh, a, gra a grade three for diarrhea, uh, but overall, you know, uh, we're able to manage those patients, most of them outpatient with anti-diarrhea medications, as well as hydration, education, uh, and we saw some bone marrow suppression. We have uh, 12 patients, if I remember correctly, with uh, uh, growth factor uh, utilization, and uh, if we increase the growth factor utilization, we may reduce the chance of neutropenia. Four patients, 10% had febrile neutropenia, uh, and none of them had prior use of growth factor support. Uh, other uh, adverse events included uh, anemia, fatigue, but overall the combination was manageable, feasible, and showed promising anti-tumor activity. And I think it merits further investigation in this difficult to treat platinum refractory population, as well as in early lines of therapy. So not practice changing yet, but definitely supports further evaluation of this combination of salcituzumab govitecan plus pembrolizumab. Lastly, we have Simon Kraft from Southampton Experimental Cancer Medicine Centre at the University of Southampton outlining the first set of results from the Atlantis study investigating maintenance treatment options in biomarker-defined subgroups of patients with advanced urothelial cancer. Atlantis is a clinical trial platform. Uh, it's a, a multi-centre investigator-led study that, that's been running in the UK. Uh, and it takes patients with advanced urothelial carcinoma uh, who are having palliative first-line chemotherapy. Uh, and during that period, we uh, um, have undertaken biomarker analysis uh, on their archival tumor samples. And then on the basis of those results, patients were able to enter uh, a number of uh, uh, randomized placebo-controlled phase two trials that were running in parallel um, as uh, maintenance treatment options following on from, from chemotherapy. So, so the data we presented here uh, was for the first of these, uh, which was looking at uh, recaparib or placebo as maintenance treatments um, uh, with uh, a primary endpoint of progression-free survival. Um, so we saw an extension uh, of PFS for patients that received recaparib, uh, which was uh, 35 weeks uh, compared to 15 weeks for placebo with a hazard ratio of 0.53. Um, so this was a small phase two trial, um, and uh, we, we think now that that justifies further development of PARP inhibitors, but within a biomarker-selected group of patients. Um, and there was a second trial presented, which had uh, similar results in a slightly different clinical setting for, for urothelial carcinoma. Uh, so, so it's interesting data, we think, and warrants further work. Thank you for listening. If you have found this podcast insightful, please leave a review and don't forget to subscribe on your podcast app. 
follow us on Twitter at VJ Oncology to join in the conversation. And check out vjoncology.com for all of our exclusive coverage on data presented at ASCOGU 2022.